0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: Um, So I want to continue with that theme in the book of Colossians. Um, I just want to point out a couple of things um, from there. Um, uh, Colossians 4, uh, 1, uh, 1 through 5. Actually, we're going to just start in verse 2. Um, so if you will you can turn there and I will ask you to stand with me one more time for the reading of the word. And then I know we gotta stand, we gotta sit, we gotta stand. God just say stand before him, right? Yeah. So I don't feel bad for you because I have to stand here for the next forty-five minutes. <laughs> Let's, let's read the word. Let's read the word of God. Let's start in, uh, so uh, Colossians chapter 4, uh, we're going to start in verse 2. We're going to start in verse 2. It says, Paul is saying to us, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God will open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. As I ought to speak. So today I want us to focus on going deeper in prayer. Going deeper in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we I just uh thank you for just who you are, Lord, and um I just want to just thank you for all that you are doing in the lives of every person here today, Lord God. We ask you to continue the work that you've started in us, Lord. And um, I ask you to think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords, Lord God. Let it be you, Lord God, none of me and all of you. We worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, you may be seated. Come on, give him some praise. <laughs> yeah so i don't I don't have a long message for you. Um, I actually told Pastor Steve that this morning she just saw the look on his face like <laughs> I like, are right but I really honestly I really don't have a long message for you today. but we're going to talk a little bit about uh prayer. you know I've um I've been meditating on this one scripture that I know that the Lord wanted me to share um, with you. Um, and it's something that he wants us to follow. And it's, uh, and it's a word that he wants us to rest in, I should say. And it's a word over the, over the church. I've read it before. It's not one of those scriptures that you have to really dissect. It's very plain, right? Um, but it just it never really resonated with me. And so it's definitely appropriate um, for the times that we're living in now. Um, th- these are challenging times, and there's a lot of uncertainty, right? But God is still God. Like, we're all caught off by surprise, but he is not. He is not only, like God is still God. That means he is still in control. No, seriously, God is in control. He is in control. Maybe he's trying to get us to relinquish control. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scripture that I've been meditating on even when we were away, and it was just, it was building me up as I was uh, reading it. And it's one of those scriptures that is encouraging and it's challenging at the same time. Never read scriptures like that. Usually it's all of them, but <laughs> Right, it's encouraging and it's challenging at the same time. And it's 2 Chronicles 16.9. You know, when we read it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I've read that before. So it says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. And this you have done foolishly. Therefore, for now on, you shall have wars. I think this scripture speaks to what's going on now. God is still God. And he is searching. He is going, he's searching the earth, right? Trying to show himself strong on our behalf. So that means... He, he, wants, he wants us to invite him in our impossible situation. So that way he can show himself strong, to show himself strong in your situation. So if you have an impossible, raise your hand if you're in an impossible situation right now. Everyone should raise their hand because we're in a pandemic. God's saying that he is going to show himself strong. He's gonna show himself strong, but here's the challenge. He will only show himself strong to those whose hearts are loyal to him. Wow. And that's the part that got me, right? Because we can say like, I, I can say like, I show up to church every week, God. I preach every week, right? I show up, I serve in ministry. I show up every week. Of course, I am loyal to you. That does not make you loyal to God. It's like, so I had to ask myself, is my heart loyal to him? Have I given my heart completely over to God? See, when we go through trials and tribulations and challenges in life, it is revealing. It's revealing who's your heart belonged to. So it's not like, Lord, is, is my heart truly loyal to you? Because if my heart is completely loyal to God, he will show himself strong in my life. No matter what I go through, he is going to show himself strong. Right? And so I was, you know, I was happy with just that. But then if you read further, it got even more convicting. It says, therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. Because that means that the people... Of Israel, hearts weren't loyal to God. So that means you will have wars. That means you will have you'll be fighting the the, the world's point of view, right? <laughs> forever, you'll be you'll be wrestling, right? For forever, you you live a life of, of of a double mind, forever. So you will have you will have wars forever. So that's what the Lord was speaking to me about. Just like your, our hearts must be loyal to him because he's looking, going around. He's looking. He's peeking in our windows. He's going, going into our homes. He's going into churches. He's going into our, our businesses. He's going into our jobs. And he's looking. He's looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him. And he says, I'm going to show myself strong. Does that speak to you? God wants a loyal heart, a loyal heart. And this is what Paul was talking to the Colossians church about, right? About their hearts being loyal to God or their hearts not being loyal to God, right? It was the messages that they were, uh, the teachings that they were teaching, right? Uh, Teachings that devalues God, right? So Paul wrote him a letter. Like, you don't wanna get a letter from Paul. Like, he used to be a killer, but he still had that killer mentality, right? And so, so he, didn't, he, he didn't kill you, but he, he, he will write you a letter if you don't get it right. He was serious about the things of God. Like, his heart was truly loyal for God. So you don't want to mess with Paul. You don't want to get on his bad side because he will write you a letter. That's what he did. He wrote, he wrote the Colossians Church a letter. Right, and it was challenging, right? He was confronting um, their their values and their teachings and all of that. So this was the last of the of the letter um, here that Paul wrote to the Colossians church. Um, so Pastor Steve did a great teaching of, uh, of, around you know Colossians, you know how it was birthed and, and all of that. That that was great. So I, I don't want to get you know I get the easy job. I just can continue right here. Already gave you you know <laughs> theology. So if you want that go listen to the tape, right? Um, and so, but what I wanna focus on um, t- um, today is when Paul talked about prayer. Like he started off in this chapter, in chapter four, talking about prayer. And that's all I want us to park right there. I don't wanna go any further. I want us to talk about wh- uh, how, how Paul told us to, to pray. So first of all, remember, pa- Paul was in prison here when he wrote this letter. Right, he was he was in prison. So he was telling the Colossians Church, uh, "Pray for me." He was so he was in prison, but he was still telling them to intercede for him about preaching the word of God in prison. In prison, so he was, he put the responsibility on the Colossians church. He was just like, pray for me that that I speak the word of God and that it manifests. Yeah. It's nothing like intercession prayer, yeah. right? It's nothing like when someone intercedes for you. I know for a fact I would not be up here if I didn't have family and friends intercede for me. Wow. So I do the same thing, like I pray for you. So when I intercede for you, I believe by faith that God will intervene for you. It's nothing like intercession prayer. It's nothing like intercession prayer. So Paul is just like, pray for me, pray for me, right? Pray for me, so by faith, He was, Paul was just like, he was just, no, he was still living in faith, in prison, in chains. He said it. He said he was in chains. But he's still, he's thinking about ministering the word of God in chains. Sometimes when we are in a, a, a tough situation or whatever, we just we just whine about it. Like, get me out of here, Lord, get me out of here. Get me, a, get these chains. Let, you know, you heard the song, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. No, Paul was just like, no, pray for me, y'all. Pray for me that I, I minister the word of God and is received to the people. Pray for me, pray for me. You know, these chains don't matter. The word of God is strong. God's going to show himself strong in my life. He won't worry about the chains. He won't worry about the chains. See, your faith-like life correlates with your prayer life. Your faith-like life correlates with your prayer life. Amen? So God, So Paul was just like, "Come on, come on, just pray, pray, pray for me. Pray, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. So, you know, prayer is a powerful tool for communicating with God. It's a wonderful opportunity to connect with God, to be one, to become one with him. It's awesome because prayer, we know, helps us find strength for the day. It's a time that we can give God our weaknesses. That's what he wants. So he can show himself strong. In our weaknesses. See, prayer moves the heart of God. We know that the scripture says, without faith is impossible to please God. Without prayer is impossible to move God. I like it. I thought it was good. See, prayer, it invites the presence of God in our lives. 2 Corinthians uh, three seventeen says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Oh man, the, the, the presence of God provokes freedom. The presence of God provokes peace. The presence of God provokes healing. The presence of God provokes change that's some shouting stuff if you ask me I shout myself hallelujah but Paul here he was he had mentioned um uh, a few ways to to pray but I want us to focus on um, um, two ways that he he mentioned like I said that long message I'm almost done right now just kidding right so <laughs> But he mentioned, he says, he says to continue earnestly in prayer, to continue earnestly in prayer. It is a focused, passionate prayer. It's like, God, here I am. Here I am, God, take all of me. It's a a passionate prayer that you give, God, all of your heart. All of your mind and all of your, your your soul, and you're like God. Here I am. I am. I am. I am serious about going. I'm not just going through the motions, God. Here, here I am. I'm all. I'm all yours, God. I am all yours. So it's a passionate, passionate prayer, right? See, this is a person that evaluates what they are praying about and filters the prayer through the word of God and believe that and expect God to answer their prayers. Right? So it's a person, so when you, when you pray earnestly, it's a person like you must evaluate what you are praying about. And then you filter that prayer through the word of God and expect God to answer that prayer. Because if you pray according to the word of God, you can expect God to answer that prayer because it's aligned with his word. It's aligned with his word. Are you with me? Are you excited? So this this is a person that's convinced by the word of God. Like you can't tell them otherwise. It's a student of the word. A person that follows the word, not just read it, but they follow it. So they pray according to what they read. Right? It's a person, it says to continue. It's a person that continues to pray. They don't stop. The Bible says pray without what? Ceasing. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Be determined to get results. When a person that, st- that stops praying is a person that's not serious about it from the very beginning. Wow. wow. to be earnest. continue earnestly in prayer. They don't stop. Don't stop praying, right? You have not because you ask not. James 5. Uh, 16 through 17, says this, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And this is the part I love. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And it says, in 17, it says, Elijah was a man with, with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. So effective prayer. So we need to be effective in our in our prayer. We need to pray effectively, right? And it says that, and James, I love how James point out Elijah because Elijah was powerful. We've been talking about Elijah lately, right? How powerful he is! Like uh, Elijah had, you know, he called out fire from heaven. Oh my gosh, what he is so anointed! Why did James use him? I mean, he was a powerful man. Why that's that's a, a, a horrible example. But no, James say no. He's just like us. He's just like us. He was just effective with his prayer. So Elijah, Elijah wasn't a great man because he, so he, Elijah didn't pray because he was a great man. He became a great man when he prayed. Yeah. He's just like us. So could it be you may say, well, that's just, you just, that's just Bible talk. Ain't nobody going to call down fire from heaven. But I believe that. Yeah. I believe that, that we have a connection with our God. We have a connection to heaven. So anything could happen. It may not be fire, but something coming down. Prayers answered are coming down. Answered prayers are coming down. Favor is coming down. Come on, his presence is coming down. So Elijah was so powerful, he stopped the rain. And he called for the rain. Effective prayer. He prayed an effective prayer. He prayed specifically for the drought and then the rain according to God's word. Yeah. He was very specific in, in, in uh, praying. He targeted, he had a target. He had certain things that he prayed for, and he focused on those certain things, right? He, he fo- So he just didn't pray in the midst. He said, oh God, just help me me God I don't know what's going on I don't know what I'm really feeling right now but God just come just come now just bless me today bless me God bless me bless me God just help me Lord God just help me just help just I just I love you so much Lord God you your your word says that you really you really answer our prayers. so just answer my prayers right now Lord God. thank you in Jesus name what answer what (laughs) what are you praying about what do you want you have not because you ask not. So, he, so, so Elijah targeted to his prayer according to the word of God. God told him to go tell the people, tell the king, right, that there will be no rain. So he prayed for that. And he said that. And it rained. Then he called for the rain. So he went up to the mountain and he prayed for the rain because God told him that. That was his word, so he prayed according to his word, right? He didn't pray for the sun when God told him to pray for the rain. No, he said pray for the rain, so he prayed, and God answered the prayer. See, he was aware of what he was praying for, and he kept praying with diligence and discipline, with diligence and discipline. So I want to help your prayer life here this morning pray with diligence and discipline. Be aware of what you are praying for. Take it to your altar at home. Take it and put it before God, and you pray earnestly for that thing. If you filter that, you filter that prayer the word of God, you sit there, and you wait, and you expect God to answer that prayer. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell if you're with me or not. You got your mask yeah. on. This. Yeah. A couple of shouts of hallelujahs Woo. would be great. Pastor Steve will take care of you. Amen. <laughs> so when you when we pray, expect God to move. Expect him to move. Make sure we're praying according to the word of God. And so then Paul was talking about being vigilant, being vigilant in prayer. Vigilance in prayer is a vital part of working with Christ-likeness. I love that. Yeah. So So what does it mean to be vigilant in prayer? So it's to watch and. To pray. Watch and yeah, to pray. Like I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Yeah. I'm watching you. <laughs> but you watch and you pray. You watch and you pray. Do you know the enemy unlike you? Oh, I don't know if you knew this or not. Like Satan does not like you. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to encourage you today. Um, you want a feel-good message, whatever. But I'm here to tell you, you're not that popular when it comes to the enemy. Like, he didn't like you. He didn't like you. So that means he is after you because you bear the image of God. And like, so we, so we have an enemy that's trolling us. They're trolling us, right? So the enemy does not like us, so we have to watch and pray, watch and pray. A healthy prayer life allows you to to recognize and respond to the attacks from the enemy before it even happens. Being vigilant in prayer gives you insight into unseen things, things unseen right? It allows us the, uh, a, a glimpse of the, the heavenly realms, right? So we need to pay attention, pay attention and recognize the enemy's attacks, right? So when we lack awareness and vigilance, the enemy will come and kill, steal, and destroy. So think about it. What plans, what plans are the enemy trying to steal from you or kill, right? What plans, right, are the enemy trying to kill, right? And what dream is the enemy trying to steal? What relationship is the enemy trying to destroy? We need to watch. We need to watch and we need to pray. We need to watch, and we need to pray, right? So the enemy, so, so, th- so when God is calling you to a new level, he will, so God will give you a test, the enemy will set a trap. So whenever he's calling you to a new level, be ready for the test, right? So things that God will present to you that he wants you to overcome. And then the enemy is going to set a trap to get you back to where he wants you to be. Yeah. I mentioned the last time I preached, like the enemy is not after the old you, yeah. he is after the new you. Yeah. And he's gonna set a trap for the new you. There are already traps ordained already in your lives. But there's also victory. Amen. So the enemy wants to trap you because he knows, he knows, like, he doesn't want you to sit, sit in your victory seat. So, because he knows that you can't sit in your seat of victory, right, being discouraged. Right? So he, he will set up traps of, of discouragement in your life. So sooner or later, discouragement will come to visit you discouragement's going to come right it's how we handle those inscur- discouragement discouragements will will come it will visit you see the, the problem is whenever God's calling you to another level you, you then at, at some point you become torn between right what shall be and what is you're torn between what shall be and what is. Right? So what is is really the challenge, right? Is when you're facing this barrier in your life and you're focusing on what shall be. You know what God called you to do. You know what he's telling you to do. You know where, he, where he's telling you to go, right? But you're torn between what is and what shall be. Is anybody with me this morning? So we know the story, right, in Exodus, right, right? The Israelites had a hard time to exit, right? Um, they, were, they were being tra- chased by Pharaoh, their, their fearless enemy, right? They were released from bondage, and now they're being chased. And now, um, so all of a sudden, they, they are at the Red Sea, you know. So they were, they were torn between, you know, what shall be and, and what is. What was now? What, what what they were facing, right? So they they know that the enemy was chasing them, but God was telling them to go, right? But they couldn't go any further, right? So so what so so what they started? So what happened? Well, they started to complain, and murmur, right? Because they tor- they were torn between what shall be and what is, like like God, look like Moses, like. They were complaining to Moses, like, don't you see, like, we can't go any further. Why you release us? It's harder now than it was before. Right? It's harder now. At least we were fed three quarts meals. Now we're running for our lives. Now we're trapped by the enemy. We can't go any further. You told us what shall be, but we can't see it. Look what's happening now. So Moses brought the complaint to God, and I love it what God says. I love God's response here um, in Exodus 14:15. Uh, it says, "And the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, and the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me?" Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the Red Sea. So So you have to recognize the enemy's attack. And then you have to respond to it. So God's response to them, he was telling them how to respond, move forward. That's a great response to the enemy's attack. It's to move forward. It's to move forward. He's saying that, why do you cry to me? Do what I instructed you to do, move forward, move forward. Move forward. You can move forward. You can go forward and fight at the same time. As a matter of fact, moving forward, right, is you're moving in faith. And we know that the God that we serve fight battles for us. So move forward and let God, let God fight your battles. Come on, we all should be shouting, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is, because God said to Moses, he said to Moses, right, use what you have. He says, use the rod and stretch out your hand. So we need to use what we have, use the word of God and use our praise and stretch out our hands. This is how I fight my battles. We need to confuse the enemies. It's like, wait, 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 where are you going? I set this trap for you to remain here. Like, why are you moving forward? Why? I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I'm confused right now. Like, why are you moving forward? Well, no, this is how I fight my battles. I move forward. I do what God tells me to do. No matter what's going on in my life, if he tells me to go, I'm going to go. Amen. He's going to part something. Something's going to happen. Some fire is going to come down. He's going to part the Red Sea. I don't know what it's going to be, but all I know, I am going to move forward. I am going to move forward. Come on, somebody need to get excited this morning. We need to, we need to change our prayer lives. We need to change. He says to be vigilant, to be vigilant, to be vigilant. I know sometimes we are torn between what shall be. And what is But this power and waiting on the Lord? On. It's that the Bible says those that wait on the Lord, what? He help the me Lord. finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait on the Lord. And I love the scripture in Isaiah 64, 4. It says, it says, you who acts for the one who waits for him, you who acts on the one who waits for him. Did you hear that? God acts on people who wait for him. Because God will go before us. Right? So if we're you're torn between what shall be and what is, God is saying that. No, just just wait. Wait, wait on me. Waiting on God renews our minds. Right? It helps us focus on the purpose. Right, so we need to keep moving forward. Do what God instructed us to do. So another response, and last last response, is don't be silent. Don't be silent, don't be silent. If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. Don't let the enemy silence you. Use the scripture as your defense. If you see something, say something. Don't be silent. Use the scriptures as your defense. That's what watching is all about. That's what being right as as what watching is all about being aware is we have to pay attention of the enemy schemes we have to pay attention at certain things that's on our families right and we need to watch and we need to pray we need to intercede for them we need to intercede and, and ask god to intervene we need to watch and we need to pray for so if we see something say something god has a word to defeat all of the enemy's antics Speak strong words, not your words, strong words. That means you speak according to the word of God, the word of God. See, the enemy is not afraid of our words. He is afraid of he that is in me and that's in you. Right? And then when we share the word of God, when we believe, when we walk in the word of God, then he is afraid. He is afraid. Oh, somebody is with me this morning. When you use the word of God, God will show himself strong in your life. Will show himself strong. And you're like, was this okay? I told I told you it'd be a short message, because I want us to focus on prayer. But everything that's going on in this world, God told me this. He says, I am going to show myself strong. But we need to be loyal. We need to be loyal, and we need to pray. We need to pray as His people. We need to pray. If I could just have you stand with me. So I, what I want us to do, what I want us to do, I want to call a 21-day fast, because the Bible says like certain things that we deal with, we can't fight with flesh and blood, right? We can't, um, but we need to we need to fast and pray. So I want us to pray. I want us to uh, have a 21-day fast, and my belief is this. God is going to show himself strong strong in your life he is going to show himself strong but this is how this is what I want our focus to be in prayer to pray earnestly be specific know exactly what you are praying for Pray and expect God to move. Be aware of what you're praying for. Put it before Him and you continue to pray earnestly. Don't stop. Don't cease. Keep praying. Determine results. Be determined in getting results. Be vigilant. Watch and pray. Don't be silent. Use the Word of God when you pray. And God's going to show himself strong. He's going to show himself strong. I'm praying that after or even during this fast, we all get to share with one another the things that the Lord is doing in our lives. How has he shown himself strong in your life. I know God's not going, God did not give me this scripture for it not to manifest in our lives. In my heart for a while, it's been like we need to go deeper in prayer. Like, prayer should be at the forefront. I'm, I'm hoping people get with each other and pray, just pray with one another, intercede for people. Get with people, get, get with a group of people. It doesn't have to be, right, up, set up or, or scheduled and all that. Get to know someone or some people say, let's pray together. Let's pray together. God's going to show himself strong. God is going to show himself strong. God is going to show Himself strong in your life. Because he's looking for people. Say, who can I? Who can I come into? Whose heart can I come into? To show. Whose situation can I come into? To show myself. To show myself. When God show himself strong in your life, everyone else is going to see it people around you is going to see it. So not only you get blessed, but other people around you will get blessed. So when we pray, let's not just pray for ourselves, let's pray for others as well. I'ma pray pray for you. I'ma pray for you. I'ma pray for those also, that are in bondage. I'm not going to ask God to break the chains. I'm going to ask God to give you boldness to use your words, to use his words. to minif- Because if you use the word of God, it's going to break every chain. Closet is saying, I am going to visit you and remind you of all the dreams that you had. I'm going to reignite dreams. Get ready. He says, I know what you've been praying for i'm going to show myself strong because your heart is loyal to me my god my god Stay right here. Just, just stay right here. Let's take a moment. He's saying all oh, worry, our cares of the world. Can you just get rid of them right now? All oh, God wants from us right now. Our hearts. Just just take a moment, just clean out the clutter. You know, things that we're thinking of, things that we're worried about, things that... It says he told us not to be anxious for anything. That means the smallest little thing, don't be anxious for it. Just uh, practice giving everything over to him. Yes. 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 He's so awesome. God is so awesome. He is so awesome. He's looking for an opportunity to step into your impossible situation. He's looking for it right now. He's stepping in right now. He's he's stepping in, he's he's intervening right now, he's stepping in, he's stepping in on your your behalf, your your behalf right now. As you surrender those things over to him, he says, yep, 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 I got it. I'm intervening right now. I'm working situations out right now. Don't be surprised when you leave here today, when you go about your business the next day, right, uh, uh, you will see my fingerprint on on the different situations in your life. Don't be surprised. Expect expect me to do that. Come on. Just give it to him. Come on. Give it to him right now. Give it to him Come on. Let him him have it Let him have it. God is a big God. He can take it. He can take it. He has not forgotten about you Even the sins that you've committed He said just come back to me. Just okay Just okay Just you've repented and if you haven't, just repent right now. It's okay. We can start all over. I still want you. It don't matter what happened, no matter what you've done, I still want you. It's okay. We can work it out. The moment you repent is the moment. He forgets about it. It's okay. Let it go. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 15, 20 years and you've sinned. It's okay. Let it go. Repent. Give it to Him. Let's start from here. Let's start from here. It's okay. Let's start from here.
0: We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.